0: This is the right connection. This podcast is designed to help you choose the right words and stories in your business content to create authentic connections with prospects, clients, partners, and colleagues. Now, the host of the right connection, Catherine Burrows. Thanks, Carl. Welcome to episode six, and in the storytelling series, this is number five, where we're talking about your brand. So, in the previous episodes, we talked about conflict decision, and discovery. So conflict, if you remember, must relate back to the main desire of your client. So you want to show your client that you understand their struggles by telling stories of struggles that they can identify with. So when we hear those stories, our brain actually simulates the actions that are described and make us feel like we're reenacting them ourselves. That's part of what makes us feel like we can identify with the character in the story because we are feeling those same emotions. And the emotions make the story more memorable because it's almost like it becomes part of your own experience and it becomes very personal. And when things are more memorable, it makes them easier to remember. You can recall them often weeks or even months later. The fact that they've become memories... And incredibly personal memories makes them much more persuasive. When people see that whole picture of the big story that you're telling, they're less likely to have objections. By that, I mean objections to purchasing your product or service. So in marketing, we talk about addressing objections basically before the prospect can even think of them or express them. We want to set their mind at ease about the price or the timing or the quality or the level of service they can expect. And stories can do all of that. When it comes to making a decision, the familiar structure of stories can help because as humans, we're used to receiving information and processing information through stories, as we learned about in the previous episodes. So making informed decisions comes from the information that they get in the stories. This prospect is thinking about what to do, whether to purchase or not, how will your service or product help with their life? How will it Make it better. And the story helps them to imagine the outcome and how much better their life will be with your product or service. So you want to have a story that encompasses the goal, the lifestyle, the status, the relationship, the health, whatever it is that your ideal client is looking for, that needs to be in the story. And sometimes it's the main focus of the story. And sometimes it's more of a backdrop. Stories can also help you set realistic and accurate expectations of what it's like to work with you, what you can and can't do for them, and what's within your area of expertise. So sometimes there are things that you can't do for a client. It's not a bad thing. Maybe it's because they need to do part of the work. Like if you're a coach and you're coaching someone on their business or their health or whatever it is, that's a partnership, your clients got to do some of that work too. You can't just magically wave your wand and make their life better. They have to put in the long hours and the hard work as well and do that transformation and a lot of it is internal mental work that they have to do. So setting those expectations And letting them know what they're committing to when they work with you is important and can be conveyed by stories. And also, you want to talk about what's in your area of expertise. Maybe you are a marketing coach. Someone comes to you and wants financial advice for their business. Well, you can let them know through stories that. Marketing is your focus. You are that marketing expert, and they should consult someone else who's a financial expert, and that's okay too. Figuring out who our ideal client is and telling them a story that brings in their expectations, their goals, their hopes, and dreams helps us to narrow things down. And it really, it really helped me. It's been um, a bit of a journey. And speaking of marketing experts, Nod to Diana Lidstone, the entrepreneur's GPS who I worked with early in my development of my business. She encouraged me to really narrow down my focus on who my ideal client is. And uh, I pushed back a lot on that. I really did. I gave her a super hard time about it. It was so hard for me to say no to something do you do social media? Do you do this? Do you do that? Like, sure. Yeah, I can do it all. I can do this for you. I can do that for you. So when I had that experience of working with a few clients and figuring out what worked for me, what didn't work, what really inspired me, made me feel passionate, made me feel fulfilled. What other things made me feel just frustrated and drained and just felt like they were sucking my time. It helped me to hone in. And I thought back to those things That Diana said when she was talking about the what she calls the dream client avatar. And it really helped me to see what aspects of my ideal clients or my current clients were fitting into an ideal client. So looking at what those people had in common, I still struggle to narrow it down. I'm I'm not a big fan, to be honest, of the whole like this person is this gender and this age, and they have this many children, and this is their income. To me, my ideal client is not constrained by those boxes. My ideal client is a creative entrepreneur, speaker, or coach who's an out-of-the-box thinker doing something really different in their industry and where I feel that I can make them shine by highlighting that uniqueness with the content that I create. And so you'll notice that that doesn't describe a gender. It doesn't describe an age it doesn't matter if they're married or single. It doesn't matter if they're a parent or not a parent. It's just more about their style and their approach to life. And so... I've made a really good blend, I think, between what Diana had taught me, and that's a good discovery that I've had. Like when our clients are reading a story, sometimes our subconscious has been percolating the information and comes up with a solution to a problem just a little bit before the conscious brain becomes aware of it. And then when our conscious brain confirms it, we feel that we have the right answer. So... When your clients have been hearing these stories about your business and your brand and yourself as the business owner, they realize subconsciously first, but then consciously that they identify with you. They have the same values. They know, like, and trust you. They want to work with you. They desire the results that you can help them achieve. You're creating interest And you're showing them that they've got skin in the game, which means they need to invest something. And we know that, yes, it's great to to have things that you give away or information that you provide for free to a certain extent. If people don't have some sort of investment, they don't value the service that they're getting from you. And so we really want to tap into that emotion and show them the value of that investment. Stories help people immerse themselves in that emotion. And that's when the best discoveries happen. When they kind of get out of their conscious mind and into the subconscious, and they can start feeling and seeing themselves in your story and imagining what could come next. It brings up those unconscious desires and they want to improve or grow in whatever way your service is providing. So in your story, you want to include both internal and external conflict to help them reach all these discoveries and decisions. Because life includes both. Let's be honest here. When you've got a block against something, whether it's in your business or your personal life, there's elements that are internal, meaning self-inflicted. Yes, we tend to be our own worst enemy. And there's elements that are external. So there are circumstances beyond our control. Somebody else has made a decision or something has happened like the weather or a law or something that you can't control and you can't change. So we want to include both just to make it more realistic and more identifiable. Stories need to include conflict, decision, and discovery when they're conveying your brand and your personality, who you are as a character in that story. And I'm going to talk more in another series about elements like character and setting and plot and how to incorporate those. I'm also going to talk in another series about incorporating the five senses. But the next few episodes are going to be some interviews with some people that I have met on my entrepreneurial journey who have some really amazing stories. The next episode features Carl Richards, who has totally helped me do everything with this podcast and make it a reality. I look forward to sharing his story with you soon. Thanks for listening today. I hope you found some inspiration for your creativity. Please join me next time for more about how words and stories. Enhance your brand to create the right connection. Thanks for listening to The Right Connection. If you have a question for Catherine, reach out to her by sending her an email, Catherine at com, or visit her website, com. and don't forget to follow Catherine on social media. Until next time, thanks again for listening to The Right Connection.